no one ever wants to hurt someone, you know? Like, they're really, like, good at fighting. They don't want to throw that punch because they know what they can do. What I do for my students is I want them to be ready for the fight, but never have to fight. But one of the couple things that actors need is feedback, and we don't always get it the way we want it. There was no designated path, so that's why it's kind of tough. But I will say this. I never closed any doors. I was always present. You're always researching. You're always trying to get information. Welcome to High Level. My name is Axel, and in this episode, I have my good friend, Reginald Stalin. What's up, bro? <laughs> What's up, man? It's great to have you here. Oh, you don't know how happy I am I've, to be here with I've you. I've been really excited about this interview. We have been trying to make it happen for a while now. Uh -huh. So my first question is, Okay. you're in a bar. Everything is happy. You're having a great time. It's late at night, almost 2 in the morning. All of a sudden, you turn around, bump into a guy, spill his drinks. The guy is half drunk, and now he wants to fight you. Mm. What do you do? First thing I try to do is I try to stop the fight before it happens. Try to say, you know, apologize, you know. So you go straight for the apology? Oh, man. You know, like, I, I always do. I always try to, like, stop a fight before, because when you know what I know, you don't want to fight, you know. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, I think everybody wants to be the, the tough guy. And I think the male ego plays a big part in that. I train so I don't fight, you know. But if he went ahead with the fight, it would probably not end well for him. Uh, you know, I'm always trained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you what you're trying to do. Um, yeah, of course, uh, I, wanted, I, I want the truth. I want you to tell me exactly what goes through your head. And what's your thinking on how are you going to destroy and obliterate this guy's face? Because that's what you're always saying. Uh, like, every time this happens, I for know. real, you're I, like, oh. I mean, it's kind of funny you say that. But I think all fighters, if they're really good fighters, they don't want to fight. I mean, because they know what they can do. And, uh, you know, uh, so there's our teacher, Emi. He... He, he created Krav Maga so people can walk in peace. It's a level of confidence that you have that you'll never really want to try to portray or really try to push this like I'm with this tough guy. Yeah. Um, but you're always assessing. You know, like even when we're out and we, we've hung out, I'm always assessing situations and that just doesn't turn off. Mm -hmm. But I will say like, you know, I'll like, hey, I'm sorry for spilling a drink. I'll buy you another drink. Yeah. But if it comes down to it and I have to do what I have to do, um, you know, it just depends on the punch, you know, is he swinging widely at you? Is he coming straight down the middle? And, and honestly, like you, you've met a couple of train finders now that I've brought to the crib. No one ever wants to hurt someone, you know, like yeah. they're really like good at fighting. They don't want to throw that punch because they know what they can do. But like I said before, the ego gets into it. And so you have to try to like dispel it as much. But like, I, I think I, what I do for my students is I want them to be ready for the fight but never have to fight. Yeah. So that's where yeah, I'm at. And I definitely agree with you. Like I'm never been a, a person who wants to get into fights. Mm -hmm. For me, it's more, I'm thinking of the liability. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want nobody to take that Tesla, huh? Well, yeah. Like if you get into a fight, you get in trouble, then you have to deal with legal. Then you have to deal with oh, yeah. court and all of this ordeal. So my brain is more thinking about that. Mm -hmm. But also I know that if I had to fight someone, some kind of evil part of me will probably come out and it 
probably not going to be good. Oh, I mean, I think everybody, I think, goes to that kind of place. It's that fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I personally feel like I don't want to ever be there either because when I get to that place, it's not a good place. Not good. And and I think some people get in this, this fight mode and they get into t- what we call tunnel vision where all you see is that person. And it's almost like the bull and 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 um, and you have that red tarp in front of the bull yeah. and all you see is red and I want to destroy that person. But you don't see the other problems, you know, you don't other see like, Oh, he has a boy with him. He, that dude actually is reaching in his pocket or he actually has someone he cares about with him. And you could potentially hurt that person that has no idea what's going on because he's not in his right state of mind. So, uh, I I think it's kind of crazy, but this world needs more of a lot of like assessing the situation before like, Oh, he stepped on my shoe. I need to beat him up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And since I started training with you, I, I definitely felt that whenever I go into places, now I'm looking, I'm thinking, if anything happened, what would I do? What people are around me and what could happen with those people? And it's funny, like I've started to see like other men. Like in my head, I can see like how the scene will play you're, out. You're and- assessing <laughs> the situation. I understand. I mean, but understand this. Like one of my first teachers, uh, he's a small little Jewish man. And when I when I first saw him, I was like, what is this little dude going to teach me? And then I saw him fight. I was like, wow. And that gave me a respect of like, no matter what size, gender, People know shit. You know what I mean? And that's what I love about Krav Maga because it works for everyone. So it's you always believe that everyone knows 10% more than you or 10, like knows more than you. And and then getting into a fight, you just don't want to do it. But at the end of the day, you know, like you endanger my family. You like, I'm going to do what I have to do. And I think that's why we train too. I think you're right. Like I never, I can never stop assessing a situation, but it doesn't mean like I'm like sitting here and like, FBI mode, like, is he is he here? Oh, who's that? You know what I mean? Like, he's reaching for his pocket. No, like, it's so casual. I'll look up. I'm even when I'm hanging out with friends now. When we go out, like, I'm I'm assessing, but it doesn't mean you have to turn into like a, this double agent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about that. The philosophies that you learn through craft and how are you using that also into your acting i gravitated uh from to croft because I, I i started with a background in taekwondo and not only that like growing up in baltimore like problems are definitely there there's not a really good race relations there so i i'm being my skin color I, I always really felt like there was i was always going to be in a, a, a difficult situation I moved to la and I have a roommate. We went to a bar and things didn't work out how we expected. But then when we we're driving home, we, you know, we got home safe. That's the whole goal of Krav Maga is to get home safe. He was like, man, I need to learn how to defend myself. And I was like, I felt comfortable in my skin just growing up in Baltimore. But I was like, hey, as a team building kind of thing, like we're roommates, let's do it together. He looked up what was the best self-defense system, found Krav Maga. We took one Krav Maga class from another guy and then went to the, the place where I, I study now or where I teach now, I met that little short white guy that I was telling you about that, that changed my life. And it just stuck with me. And then it wasn't even a just like when you get so far in a martial art, I think it takes fighting out of it and it just uplifts people. You know what I mean? Like I know I've taught students that they're good fighters, 
but it, it gave them the confidence to go talk to a girl or, or gave them the confidence to go like shake someone's hand with assert like that, that assertiveness to like get that job. And you know, you can't really like that. That's why I love doing what I do. Yeah. yeah. And I think we need more of that. I, I don't know if this is a hundred percent true or not, but I have a sense that there is a lot of men lately that almost shy away from being harder or stronger because we get a lot of messages everywhere that men need to be more vulnerable and like uh everyone needs to like share their feelings and all of that and i agree with that mm -hmm. but at the same time i almost feel like you don't see men being trained to also be strong and be deadly and i think there, there's a quote i think is from from jordan peterson that says it's better to be a warrior in a gardener than be a gardener in a war. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I feel like we need to to have that strength. With my background coming from Cuba, it was very from since you're a kid, like men don't cry, you have to fight, you have to do this, you have to do that. So at least we get that in our culture. Might not be appropriate now with everything that I mean. That I think there's the definitely world. a balance. I I hundred and ten percent agree. Like uh, I would want everyone to be able to like express their feelings. Uh, you know, uh, just because you're a good fighter doesn't mean you can't cry. I think mm -hmm. when you stop any emotion out of the body, it creates problems. You know what I mean? If you don't address like sadness, you mm -hmm. don't dress like if you don't address happiness. Like that's mm -hmm. a problem. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and I agree with that too. Yeah, but I, I but there is a, there is a point where you know because I always heard like you gotta let a man be a man kind of thing growing up, or 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 I've heard that that saying like be a man. You know, mm -hmm. I come from a family of all. I have three sisters. I grew up in a household of all women. I mean, I think there's something to be said to be able to protect those women, but also there's also be able to instantly be vulnerable enough to express your feelings like, hey, yeah. this upsets me. Don't be just a man all the time. Yes. And I think that's changing. I think there's a lot of enlightenment going on in the world, which is awesome. And I think we're also seeing a repercussion from the people that haven't been able to express their feelings. That's why we have a lot of multiple suits, multiple shooters, um, shooting situations, which is kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. You didn't get your burger in time, so you want to break out a gun and shoot up the restaurant or something like that. Like, There's a lot of like active shooter situations going on now. There's a lot of more violence in a mass display, and I don't know if that's because of social media. There's so many things we can talk about. Yeah, about I think that. it's we probably feel like there is way more of it because now we see it. Like yeah, and we and we get news like oh that happened in Albuquerque right now, and that's five minutes when we would probably take a week for us to hear that. But when someone's posting it on IG in a second, you're like oh my gosh, that shit's happening right now. Yeah, you but know? it's not really. Uh, we don't live in a ultra dangerous country. I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if we live in an ultra dangerous country to the point where I think it's just widely known because of social media or because of media in general that we're able to get information a lot quicker now than we used to. But that's not to negate the fact that, you know, I think we need to find a way to heal people because if, if you are upset that you didn't get a burger in time or you are upset that a, a person got a job and you didn't, you want to go into an establishment and shoot it up. That's something mentally wrong. Yeah, you know? there's some other like psychological things going <laughs> yeah, there in the background. Yeah, so yeah. So in this case, if you're at a place, because this is actually something that we probably need to think about, you're at a restaurant and something like that breaks out, 
what should people do? So I would tell you, if you ever have fear about this kind of stuff, you need to go to an establishment where they teach this hand on hand, but like depending on your distance, to that person hide, like it sounds like a coward thing to do, but like if he's a hundred feet away from you, it's not like you can grab the gun. You need to like get down behind something that has some type of protection um, and then run. If you can't do that, run and try to get to a space where you can protect yourself. And then three, lock yourself in and barricade yourself in until the authorities get there. And that's honestly what I would tell my 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 little sister if she was here. You know what I mean? It's not like just because you train with me. Oh, I train for Krav Black Belt. I'm good. No, you're not a super soldier. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you're not Captain Merrick, motherfucker. <laughs> you need to go run and hide. Yeah. Just like any, I'm, I would want, I would do that. And I've been training for years. So you need to take the ego out of the situation and, and protect yourself. We train scenarios for if someone pulls a gun on you, third party. And I've trained countless hours. And to this day, I would pray to God I'd never be put in that situation. Would I try to put that person down? Yes, I would. But. I don't know, would I be able to perform that? And I wouldn't want to take that risk. Even though I'm I'm well-trained and I'm a black belt, I would still never want to put my sisters or my mom at risk. I'd rather just like give them what they want. Hey, you need my wallet? Take my wallet. Yeah, there's no take yeah. two on that one. Like, yeah, okay, no, let's go again. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, let me repeat. No, and, uh, and we train for that kind of scenario. And it's yeah. kind of rough. But like, I think what a lot of people, it is badass what I do. But at the same time, like, if I got held up with my mom or my sister, or one of Chelsea, Simone, or, or Fern is on my side, and I can give them my wallet, take my wallet. I, I care about them more. I care about us. Like, we can replace that stuff. And I think that's the number one thing that has to be understood is you always want to, like, if they want to rob you, give them that shit. It's like we can replace credit cards, money. That's nothing. But I think we train for, like, scenarios where there is no, like, request for money they want to hurt you and if that's the case you have to try to you know shift that that mindset do you go crazy every time you see in the movies like when kind of things like that happen and you see the guy just like going you have to run towards the gunfire yeah yeah i mean you know you uh you have to also kind of put that in a different mindset i'm there to enjoy to see some guy flip over 800 bullets and and do some backflips that's what i'm there to see but in real life if i walked out of that movie theater and someone held me up with with someone on my side i'd be like hey i know a gun defense but it's not that time here take my wallet you know i want that wallet back but yeah whatever yeah we'll save it for when we're actually doing the movie yeah so uh, I remember one time we were, uh, I was filming you guys training for an action sequence. Mm-hmm. And for me, I love, I love action movies. Mm-hmm. I've always loved action movies. And I sort of got interested more into training with you because I'm using that skill for when I'm making movies, then I can use that. So that's kind of my excuse because I'm very focused on what I want is making movies. I know that anything else that I do, if it doesn't line up with that goal, I probably don't in, don't want to invest the time. Mm-hmm. But this was something that because my end goal is to be making all these big blockbusters, I want to know that shit. Like I was really inspired when I saw like Keanu Reeves after The Matrix and all that. Yeah, he trained yeah. for years. Oh my gosh. And like he actually became... You guys heard it first. You know, he wants to make an action movie. If I'm not in it, you guys need to unsubscribe. <laughs> Well, and the reason we started like training and and spending more time is because we both love making movies Mm -hmm. and we wanted to do that. 
and we keep brainstorming and trying to figure out how to do that. So walk me through what are you thinking when you're putting together a scene because we have the reality side of like what an actual fight is. But now we have the spectacle of like we're making a movie. Yeah. So how do we make it like? I mean, I think it also comes to the genre that you're in, right? Like I think we're right now because of um, Marvel and DC, you have a lot of superhero action sequences. And that's when you see like the movie that we were, were shooting for for that action sequence. Mm-hmm. It was... Um, I can't say, but like it was a, a, a superhero. He's 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 understanding his strength in that scene and he's becoming a superhero during that fight. It's a lot different than like um, a Matt Damon born identity kind of thing or a Jack Reacher with Tom Cruise where they're just two human people. He's just really badass. Right. Um, so I, that's the first thing I think you have to weigh in is is it superhero kind of thing where he's like swinging through some spider webs and then bam. Or is it just two normal people duking it out? Um, and then from there, it just it kind of plays with you because like and and I think the best thing for that is just having people around if like give you feedback in that moment because you were there taping us. If you're like, nah, I don't believe that, or yeah, that looks cool. I think that's kind of what goes. And obviously, there's a lot of people out there that that get paid way more money mm-hmm. to just sit there and. And and say, man, that looks dynamic. And I think everything is kind of built off everything. Like, and the mil- and the Matrix was built off of something, and then vice versa. And now we have all these superhero flicks, and it's kind of cool. I'm just loving the, the what we see now. Yeah. You know. So when you're building, how do you think of like the structure of the fight? Because I remember one time we were looking at some fight scenes, and you were like, "Yeah, the fight will be over like 15 seconds yeah, in." Yeah. I got- uh, but we also have to, okay, in reality, that's what would happen. But now that we're making a movie, we need to Yeah, so uh, that, and that's what weighs on me the most when I'm watching fight sequences. I'm like, because like when you get, I think it's real. Like when you get hit in the face, there's some things that just don't happen. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not like, boom, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get mad. <laughs> I mean, unless the adrenaline's going. But I mean, the, some of the stuff that we see in the action movies yeah. where you're catching the elbow to the face, it just doesn't, you're not like, I'm good. Uh, but again, you just have to weigh that in. Is it because of the, they're a superhero, but I mean, it's kind of funny, but you, you have to ignore that. I think it's just like any commentary of any show. Yeah. We're, we're making a movie. I mean, it's, it's not supposed to be just real, but how do you then, and I'm asking this for myself so Mm -hmm. I can learn, how would you go about creating the drama and like building up the fight? So what are some specifics? like techniques or moves that you would put like at the beginning of the fight, then kind of at the middle and then to close it? I think uh, one thing I, I always think of is, is what would I be like in that fight? You know what I mean? And that, that gives it a more personal understanding. And also like, uh, you know, the famous Mike Tyson saying, you know, everyone has a plan to they get, get punched punch in the, the face, face. Right. So like, what, who is that person? Um, who is that character? Um, I, oh, you know, so you start with the character. Yeah, yeah, because I've, I mean, I've punched a lot of people in the face, and I've got punched in the face by a lot of people, and it depends the intent. Like some, like, like for example, when you spar someone, um, even if it's in a 
dojo-like setting and you're not trying to hurt each other, you can still get an intention from that person. Were they really trying to hurt you? Or are they testing you? Or are you guys at the same level? And then that is something that's felt between the two spars, you know? And I think George St. Pierre says it a lot, you know? Guys, these MMA fighters that are training for fights, sometimes they get their ego too involved and then they start sparring harder than they should to before this major fight and they shouldn't it really comes down to the character like who is that person is what's the intention is it are you fighting that person because they hurt your little sister or are you fighting that person because your boss told you to fight them you know what i mean like there that happens and then from there everything changes you know you try to hurt my sister i'm gonna have a different style of punch to your face if you're like if i'm just seeing if you can spar you know that's and then that that works its way it's out all the way through the end of the scene, you know, and and so just like if we had a conversation, if like you broke up with your girlfriend or who or you you're about to break up with your girlfriend, you want me to console you in this scene, I would have a, a, a strategy on how to console you. If you're trying to hurt one of my best friends and I'm trying to like stop you from hurting my best friend, what, what words would I say? And that's kind of like how I would frame the fighting situation, like what physical, like, hey, I'm going to punch you in the stomach because I don't want to hurt your face. Initially, just like slow you down. You still got to fight? Okay. And then now I got to step it up. Or maybe I punch you right in the face right away to let you know I mean business and you stop. You know, it just all depends on on what the director wants. So that's kind of like hands on what you that's interesting. Like I, I wasn't thinking that that way of the from the get go. I was thinking more of like visually how do i move them in the scene and all that but i think what you're saying is actually better than what my initial thought was oh it's kind of crazy though because once you have the thought about the scene i think you're gonna have to definitely do what you exactly said you're gonna have to visually one punch that's not gonna make a scene you know what i mean you have to like kind of like make that like that plot happen through the body and through like the feeling of the scene because like what if they're saying stuff but while they're punching that's really interesting because one of the short films that I did and we had a fight sequence in it, we had lines all throughout the fight. And that must have been tough, right? Yeah, we ended up cutting it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because like, hey, you know, every time I've sparred, I've never been like, oh, I hate your girl. You know what I mean? Like, it's never going to, yeah. you're never going to say shit. It's really hard, but it makes for a really good way of introducing character beats mm -hmm. in the fight and mm -hmm. giving out that motivation that you were talking about before mm -hmm. so whenever i see that done in a movie where it works i really appreciate it because i know how hard it is because i tried to put dialogue in in a fight sequence and it was really hard so let me ask you this i know you're interviewing me but like what are your favorite fight sequences in movies like can you tell me oh uh, yeah definitely the matrix has some of the mm -hmm. best ones like the fight where Neo is with Agent Smith in the subway uh -huh. and they have that fight. That wow. is really cool. The fight where he's training with Morpheus in the oh, dojo. Oh, yeah, where they see that like... And the, ah, yeah. yeah, and he's like... <laughs> Come on. Dude. Yeah, I love that fight. More recent movies, like John Wick, of course, mm. like the fights in, yeah. in that are like... Yeah, but he's also using weapons too, so that's a little... Yeah, which makes it even more beautiful. And actually, I was on a presentation with the editor of John Wick, and he was showing this one scene where they're supposed to be like stabbing each other, and he showed the the scene without the VFX. They had no weapons. 
Oh, yeah. Like, all the weapons were added later. Yeah. And it was incredible that the fight, everything looked, so, yeah. looked as if it had their weapons. Did you ever see the, uh, the the motorcycle scene on the green screen where they're, like, riding and he's, like, kicking people yeah. off? I was like, wow, yeah, that looks that so amazing. Insane. And and you have these little guys in green suits moving them up and back. I was like, badass. Yeah. Um, I, ah, man, I, I love all the Marvel stuff right now. Yeah. I mean, even if there are superheroes, we're looking at it. They really know their stuff. Yeah, um, I love all the Marvel movies. Yeah. Like, I don't understand people who hate on superhero movies. It's just that's that genre. Yeah. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But it, they can't because it's everywhere. They have so much money. They're out. They're, their yeah. advertising is amazing. The thing that I have with superheroes is if it's a movie, yes. If it's a TV show, I'm not even gonna really? bother. Yeah, you need it because the Punisher he's not a superhero to me. He's like the same as Jack Reacher. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a human. He doesn't mm-hmm. have like supernatural alien. Yeah, like. And it's just a matter for me. It's a matter of the stakes. I feel like superheroes with power as a character, you need a massive the end of the world type thing to bring out everything that you can do. It's kind of funny you say that because I totally agree. You need 200 plus million dollars to make that happen. Yeah. In a TV show, we don't have the that budget. That kind of budget to do it. So I'd rather a TV show be more grounded in reality so then the superheroes can have like the full blown up. Yeah. So for you, what would you pick? If you could make a movie, would you go do the superhero movie action? Or the grounded character action. There's something about a superhero that I would love to be, um, but I definitely would love the grounded performance. I, as an actor, I would love to be a grounded performance where I'm like it's kind of closer to my wheelhouse. But if you ask me, put put on a, a Superman cape and be Black Superman, I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> I'm not gonna turn away. You know what I mean? Of course. So my strategy for that is let's make the grounded action flick get our chops with that and then get promoted to do the big superhero movie because i want to do the big blowout and yeah i mean i think i think every actor would love to be in any type of film let's keep that 100 well but there's a lot of actors that also hate on superhero movies because it's like the thing i'm a trained actor and i understand that but it's like I don't know. I mean, I I wonder if like those people complain when they see a, a superhero figurine of themselves. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I would love to be presented with that problem. Let's just say that. Yeah. Well, you better like if you ever get presented with that, if you don't take it, I'm going to slap you. You know what? I will block that slap <laughs> and I will be ready to say yes to anything you say. Yeah. But I know that you're interested in like making things that matter because mm-hmm. you value your time and the things that you're doing so what are some of like the stories that you would like to to be involved with uh well i think there's a play that i've been like working on for years with a, a mentor of mine and honestly i think it's i think real art is just like anything else it kind of makes a shift in a person it doesn't mean like it has to like change your whole life but it, it makes you say hmm or makes a perspective change in you um, whether we've seen that over the years, you know, like even if it's on something funny, like people watching Back to the Future and they're like, oh, that would be kind of cool. Or when we get to the more serious topics of like racial discrimination and seeing what, like, I think we're seeing a lot of stuff now where we have a lot of actors playing different roles. One of my close friends, she was in a play that was meant for all white actors. And then it was like, an ensemble of 
you know, all different races. And I, I think that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think I want to be a part of, of change. And I think as an artist, um, I think we get lost in the whole social media being famous and people like that. But like my goal was never to be famous. My goal was to create great art and to be respected by my peers. And if I could do that, I think I would have checked the, the ideas of being an, an actor off, you know, I mean, it would be nice to, to be super famous, make a whole bunch of money, but like that comes with a price. You know, I couldn't walk into in and out and get a burger anymore. It, I don't really care about that stuff. I care about like, you know, you're making a movie. You're like, who should we get for that bad guy? You know, I'm. Always, I don't know why it is, but I always get the bad guy role, and I don't guy. mind anymore. I used to be like, man, I, I could play a good guy, but like, I I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anyone, if they're in this business to get famous, it's a different feeling. You know what I mean? It, I'm I'm in the I'm in this business to craft something that makes people think. But you also want to be famous. That's a byproduct in my head. I mean, if it happened, that's cool. But I, I know a couple of famous actors that are, if you saw them, you're like, mm, I know you from somewhere. And that's good enough for me. You know, it's not, I didn't get in the business to be famous. I, I got in this business to create great art and sustain my living, how I want to live. The thing with that, that I would push back a little bit, and I know I can do this because we're good friends, so I can tell you what I really think. Nowadays, it's almost necessary for you to be able to navigate that as much as it is for you to be able to perform. I mean, I, I agree with that. You're absolutely right. Now, being famous is a byproduct, but I don't think that I think there's some people out there that I want to be an actor so I can be famous. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that in order for you to have access to all of the projects that you could think of and that you would be interested in. Mm-hmm you need to have a level of fame that would allow you to be recognizable enough to get that role in the first place. Because oh. nowadays, like, we make a movie and whoever I want to cast, if they don't have this many million the star followers... star power, I get it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that statement. I, I mean, well, in this business and fame comes, you can't be that asshole in McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If fame comes... Yeah, that's great and and everything. Nobody's going to say no to that. But what I'm seeing more and more is that fame is not going to come anymore. It's almost like you have to find a way to create your own platform because to influence all these people and to talk in business for a studio to put on the money to have you, they're going to look at what are your numbers on Instagram and, and Twitter and all of that, I mean, which is really difficult because now you as an actor, not only you have to be a good actor, you also have to be a good marketer of your own, which is a little tricky because it's like, I think that's, that's coming with change for a lot of people because, uh, I mean, when I started out, it was to, get good at acting. It wasn't to like make sure I have so many likes. And I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I've been in auditions now where like, oh, so that was great. How many followers do you have? Like that, uh, that kind of boggles my mind. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, if I can't adapt to that change, then I'm not going to succeed. Well, now I have to post more. I have to do something. And and I and I and I I'm not gonna lie. Like you, you've been helping me with the resistance yeah, that I've yeah. had. I don't want to post about this, but you like you have to because that's what the the environment I'm in right now, and yeah. and it's it is still tough. I'm you're gonna I'm gonna be pulling teeth yeah, for a while. I'm gonna keep pushing you. Until I know you, you will. I know until you, will. you enjoy it. <laughs>
<laughs> so what do you think is keeping those actors who are resistant to that, what is maybe holding them back to embrace? Like, Because the way I see it is like, now you don't have to wait to be in a TV show to have people's attention, not just because you want the attention, but because of whatever you want to say and whatever you want to share. It's struggling for all. You know, I mean, I've struggled with this myself when we talk about it all the time of like being able to put content out there and then, oh, I only got 100 likes or whatever. And you're kind of quantifying your art off of how many people like that crap. You know what I mean? Like, nah, bro. Like, you shouldn't even be in that realm. You should be doing it because you love to do it. And if that happens um, and you all of a sudden like go viral, doesn't mean that was better or worse. How do you feel about it? And, and like I said, we talk about this all the time. I struggle with it to this day of like, should I put this out there? I, I was on this show, but I don't want to like, because it's not the kind of show I want to like, you know, see the image as. That's all malarkey. And you are the one that kind of taught me that. It's complicated, but mm -hmm. it's also simple. Yeah. This happens like every time that I work with an actor happens like in that project. For you guys, it's really hard to see yourself, to see your image, see your picture, because you're always wanting what it was in your head or what the performance could have been. And it's really hard for actors to deal with seeing themselves. At least that's what I have experienced directing different projects. The moment they let go of that, I think they're going to be ahead of so many other actors. As an actor, the one of the couple things that actors need is feedback. And we don't always get it the way we want it. Because in this business, number one, it's hard as hell. So you'll submit something and then you'll hear nothing. You'll hear crickets. And you could have been amazing for that job, but you're too tall or yeah, you're too short. So There's so many, many variables. Things. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, like for you guys, it's like my hat... How do you say it? I take my hat out to you Yeah, take, Mike, take your hat off for us. Man, it's so freaking hard that you're doing all these additions, putting in all this work, and sometimes it has nothing to do with your performance. It's like, oh, we need a guy that has to have his eyebrows need to look a certain way, or like he needs to match with this other person, and like he's great, but this other person was casted by the studio before because they have a deal and they have to like use the budget on whatever. And nobody is. knows nobody that. Knows. And nobody knows. Nobody knows that. Yeah. And I think uh, that's also given me strength, like being able to talk to you about because you had get to see behind the curtain, so to speak, and give me feedback and like, dude, that was really good. And knowing that like you made films, so like you're in a direct director. And I think that's what I think most actors need is someone to give them feedback. Like, hey, you did a good job or hey, you need to work on this more or blah, 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 blah. It's tough because we get auditions, we submit, and then we submit those auditions and then crickets. Mm -hmm. And even if you were like a one shot away from getting that job, crickets. Maybe you did get the job and you're like, I think I did a shitty job. And all of a sudden, oh shit, I got it. You know what I mean? And I think that's the other thing I've made sure of is I've stopped caring about the result and enjoying the process of like us shooting an audition and me being able to like say, I, I'm able to pay my bills I'm able to like live in a great place and I'm able to still do what I love. And I think once that shift happened, it, it, it just kind of, it changed me a little bit. You know what I mean? I stopped worrying about, I need this job for money. And now I'm like, I'm doing this because I love to do it, you know, and I'm not going to stop doing it no matter someone says I'm not good at it, no matter, you know, relationships get trialed because they don't believe in me. You know, like there's a lot of things that happens for actors. And, and honestly, I think the best thing for actors is 
to be in a group of friends that, that will keep you uplifted. If there's people around you that hold you down or people that don't believe you in you or your management or whatever, I think it's tough. You know, like you're with someone that even you're dating someone and they don't believe in what you want to do. They're not for you. You know what I mean? What advice would you give for actors who might be really young, starting out, they don't live in LA and they're thinking about that dream? Like, what could you tell John Reginald when, when you were, well, when you were young, you started really young. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. I mean, I, I started young because like my sisters wanted to be like in the, you know, they were modeling and acting and, and I was just dragged along and then I kind of got a craze out of it and I, I loved to sing. So I sang for a bit and musical theater was, I guess, my background. But, um, man, I think I, the, the number one thing I would tell them to do is be around and be in something to do it because this is a hard life. It's not easy. Relationships get tried and, and, and like everything happens for in this, in this industry, which kind of will put a strain on every part of your life. So you got to really make sure you love it because if you don't love it, this won't make sense at all. You know what I mean? You won't, you won't be able to say, I'm going to keep doing this. So that's the first thing. So I would say like, do you really love it or do you want the fame or like, and there's other things that you can do to get that. And after that, I would say like study and like really understand your craft and go from there. And then after that, it just kind of snowballs effects and you need the right people around you. You need to like, uh, like who, where can you audition in your town? Because just because you're not in LA and it's kind of seen now you can self tape anywhere like that's just technology happening. Like your agent doesn't have, you don't have to be in LA, but they're eventually going to be, you have to be in LA or New York and then start budgeting for that. Like if you can't be here, then that means you, if you can't sacrifice that, then you probably don't really want to be in this game. Let's talk about the mechanics of actually how it would happen. Getting the agent, moving here. What are some like tips that you could give people on that? In every town, there's a local casting agency because movies come to every town, right? Like there, in there's a, there has to be one. There's not, right? Like in the DMV area, you know, Pat Moran was like mine. You know what I mean? So like, whatever movie came in that area, like Baltimore, Pat Moran kind of handled that. And and there's more, obviously. I just remember her. Look it up. You know, who's a casting agent in your area, and then who's an agent in your area, and just having that information to know who's who in your area. And then what are they going to ask you? So I They're, find the name, uh-huh. call them up, or send an email. What should, how should I approach them? Uh, you're gonna, they're gonna ask for a headshot. They want to know what you look like. You know, they, they want to know if you do you take any classes, and that's something other research you probably need to know. And if you don't have, if you haven't taken any class and you're so green, you don't know anything. Like, ask them. Like, uh, who should I take classes with? Who do you, you know, who do they respect? And because just like in LA, like if you have certain names on your resume, people automatically, oh, you work with her she, you know, she presents a good rep. I mean, like a a good student. And that's just like, definitely get to know who's in your area and who's, you know, who's a good agent in your area. And then after that, if you don't get in, you just have to keep like studying. And I mean, now what about doing the transition? Like, let's say you already have an agent in a small market. You are out of college. I think that happens a lot to Mm -hmm. people. At least the people that ask me are kind of around that, is that uh, want to be actors? They ask you. 
Yeah, whenever I talk to people, because sometimes I have friends and they have uh, a niece that wants to be an actress and they will ask me, oh, what advice would you give them and all that? What would you say for someone kind of in that range? Like they're almost done with college or about to go to college and they're thinking about it. They have done a couple of plays, they have a few things, and now they're thinking of making the move to L.A. or to New York Mm because you also lived in New York. Yeah. If you want to be in film, so L.A. is film and TV, so you're going to need to be able to show what you can do, right? I think that's what how all agents really want to know if they want to take you on is if you've been, you can show something, if you can show, like, your talent. Um, for, for New York, it's, you know, I remember, like, I went for my first manager. I was in, I, my agent set up a meeting with him, and I go into it. How a, did you get that agent? I got that agent. So my first agent was in the DMV area. GG, I love you. <laughs> and she believed in me. That's the other thing. I would say that like, you have to find someone that loves you, you know, and sees what they see in you and can see like and project you to, to move forward. And then she made some calls and I got another manager. And then out, while in New York, um, my agent at that time, she put me in front of a management company that was out here. And it's kind of weird because there was no designated path. So that's why it's kind of tough. But I will say this. I never closed any doors. I was always trying to like put myself out there. It's almost like you want a job at a Fortune 500 company. You don't like, well, I can only take this job. You know what I mean? Like you are always out there. You're always present. You're always researching. You're always trying to get information. Me and my boy, we were living together. He He's an actor as well. There's like, And that's the other thing. I have a good community. I told you about that. I had a good community of actors that I stuck with because it's a hard life. And they understand what happens when you don't get that audition. They understand when you do get that audition. You know, And they empower you when, you, when you're not auditioning, right? Like, hey, you need to be doing sit-ups, bro. You don't have that six-pack. You know what I mean? Like, uh, come all to this day, me and my boy be talking. I'm like, man, you got to work it out. It's like uplifting each other, right? What happened was I had that audition and then I was sent to an office building to meet this manager. And I thought I was going to be in an enclosed room. I thought it was going to be, it's going to be quiet. And I thought it was going to be me and him kind of like this. I was in an office building and it was almost like something out of like office space. The people were in cubicles and he was like, let me see your monologue right now. And I was like, what? Bam. And had to do the monologue right then and there. I did my monologue. And at the finish of my monologue, like people were like in the office room, standing up, watching me. And they were like, they stopped what they were doing. And I was like, I'm like, everyone started watching me. And yeah, I mean, at one point in the monologue, I do get a little aggressive. So I maybe thought I was going to beat him up or something, but people were like captivated. And then he was like, yeah, I want you in LA. And Eventually, I, I, you know, found my way out here. You know, you know, the story of like, you know, I'm getting flown out to L.A. You know, it doesn't happen often. You know what I mean? Like, I had to get my way out here. And luckily, my cousin was coming his way. And so family helped me. And then that's the other thing. Like, make sure you, whoever's in your family knows your goals. Because just like if you want to be a vet- veterinarian, you know, you tell your family about that. Or you want to be a lawyer. They, like, they want to uplift. It's tough because as an actor... You can do all the schooling you, and we had this conversation, you can do all the school you want, and then you do all that, and it doesn't guarantee you success in this business. And you have to be okay with that. Success is definitely not guaranteed. I mean, what is success, though? We had that conversation. What is considered success? A lot of people think, is it living like Tom Cruise and being a millionaire or being like George Clooney where you can have like $14 million and hand it out to your besties? I don't know what that is. 
but you have to, that's the other thing I will say. The last thing I would tell you is to write your goals down. Like, is it to be, and my goal, what I told you earlier was not to be Tom Cruise. My goal was to be an amazing actor that supported. I wanted to be like, and I, I wanted to like win an Oscar for a supporting role. I wanted to be like a, a, like the best supporting actor because I want other actors to like enjoy working with me. If I was on an airplane and you didn't know who the hell I was, I was cool with that. It wasn't to be like, I can't go this way. You know what I mean? I want to still live my life. I, it just happened. You know, sometimes it's changing now because of social media. So if you could do anything in life, what would that be? I'm doing it now. Yeah, but we're here like this is easy. If you're you mean here, like, let's go big, like. What's the biggest dream that you would want to accomplish? That, that's kind of funny you ask that because we've talked about this a lot. Um, I think that's, the, that's, I'm telling you, man, having a good group of friends around you and even my friends back in Baltimore, I called them this today. Like I was talking to my boy Eddie and my boy Mark and it's almost like I didn't even skip a beat. That's what I would want for my life and I already have that so I'm happy about that. So I would say all my friends know me and know the real me whether they see on tabloids or whatever. That's the one thing. The second thing I would want is I would want to work consistently as an actor and just be able to live my life. And that just like someone was was an accountant and they go into work and they punch the clock, I would want to do that for acting. And There are some actors that are blessed enough to do that. And I can think that happens at one point where you like make so much money, money does no longer matter. As an actor, you're like, I'm doing that project because I align with that project. Like Denzel Washington doesn't choose like, oh my gosh, I need to make this money. So I'm going to do this film. He chooses films off of what he feels about that film. Tom Hanks chooses a film because he's connected to, the, to like the purpose of that film. And that's what I, that, I think that's my ultimate goal. It's not about the money. I mean, I think money, there's a lot of good things that come yeah, with inclu it. Include the money there, Reggie. Like, like, yeah, I mean, I there. want the money. Don't get it wrong. I'm not sitting here saying I'm a saint. Dude. Like, I don't want any money. But like, I, I want to be make sure like, if I wanted to change the weather, I could like go to Italy tomorrow. But yeah, just, just send me the money. Like, I can keep the money. You can keep the <laughs> No, reactor. you're going to be on the flight with me. All my besties on the flight, flight with me. Well, man, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. I'm secretly doing this selfishly because I want to have this interview. So whenever you get to make all of those films, I get to like have my little interview with you <laughs> before you got all big and fancy and all that. And also because I really appreciate you. Like you're one of my best friends. And it's funny how you and I have crossed paths in the weirdest. I think we should make a movie about it. We've been talking about it. And... You're honestly one of those people that I, I had no idea I would ever have a friend like you, but I cannot imagine my life moving forward not having you in my life. So I, from the bottom of my heart, I really love you and I really appreciate you. Oh, so. means exactly. Like it's kind of like it's it's equal. And I think what's kind of crazy is sometimes like I you met me in one of like the toughest years of my life ever. You know, I, I, I didn't know how I was going to take a step forward. And if it wasn't, with the you know the grace of like my mom my sisters you like and I, and I really feel like whether people believe in god or the universe or whether you believe in like there's no way and sometimes i have to look at it you know i have to really like quantify like i was here i was almost living out of my car and you know i was there and then now i'm here with you sitting here it's kind of crazy but i think i think with the right mindset 
you know, anything can change, you know what I mean? And like keeping the right people around you that love and care about you, that really want the best for you. And uh, I completely agree. I'm like so happy. Like we're friends. And not only that, like I really consider you like my one of brothers and I, and I'm, I'm actually elated to this, this interview. And I'm like, man, I can't wait till we make that movie. And we look back at this and you're like, you, why'd you, why'd you cut your hair off for this interview? <laughs> I know you were like, I was like, I'm going to cut my hair. You're like, don't do it. I was like, I want to cut it. And then you were you like, your hair was so much better now. It looks so ugly. I was like, is that the Cuban in you? You always keep it 100. So I was like, if anyone I'm going to interview is with you, like, I like you, but I don't like this. You, you always will tell me. And that's why I yes. think you're one of the realest people. I love hearing the real stuff. And I think that's, that's the last time I will say. All actors need to keep friends around them that are going to keep it 100. Just because all of a sudden you get a lot of money or a lot of fame or something and they, people will tell you, hey, your shit still stinks or or you didn't do that right or you should have apologized a different way or you should have apologized, period. You're not better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. You put on one parent's leg at a time kind of thing. It's kind of good and that's why you humble me. <laughs> and you do the same with me, so I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for watching. My name is Axel. Make sure to like and subscribe and share this interview with your friends. And again, see you in another episode. <laughs> 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 <laughs>